so excited that you're you're one mic closer this week. Yeah, it's this is amazing. Yeah, I'm back. does that mean next week you're here and I have to leave? Like no, negative. We're we're back to Texas. I've been uh, back to Texas, back to Connecticut, back to Texas, back to Connecticut, and uh, yeah, we're getting in the car tomorrow morning for a nice little twenty. Three to twenty-four hour drive. Ah, your morning commute. That's, yeah, that's good. That's solid. good. You know, wow. One well, well, you got real estate stuff you got to do, so that's we that's important. do. Yeah, I was talking to my grandma about this. She looked pretty skeptical at me. I was like, I work in the car the whole time, like <laughs> getting phone calls. We're talking about email, like doing all that stuff. It's like, are you paying attention to the road? I'm like, of course, it's hands free. Yeah, it's just everything's voice activated. It's amazing. You know, the future. So. What this we got is, on the show today? We should probably tell people what show it is. This is Real Estate Radio. Yes, Real Estate so Radio. So thank God you're here because I need a realtor to make Real Estate Radio work. Yes, keeping it real on Real Estate Radio. Otherwise, that's a little goofy. I like it. But uh, yeah, so Real Estate Radio, 94.9, the home of news now and stimulating talk. As, stimulating uh, talk? You know, that's a funny word to use, I'm trying I feel to like, use for my, radio. like late night FM radio DJ voice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. It's not how I talk. I don't like it. No. Uh, I got to get up. I got to stand up. Sitting down is not working. So who do we got on the show so, today? T-Mace, you, the yes. man, the myth, the legend, obviously coming back for another week. And I'm super excited. We got Greg Antipoff calling in. Uh, he is a local CPA. We're going to dive into one of the world's most exciting and wonderful topics. Accounting. Uh, taxes and accounting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this time of year. I'm already starting to see it with my clients where now it's time to start getting ready for the first year of taxes under the new tax laws. So mm-hmm. could be Thrilling and exciting. Well, there's a lot of different strategies, right? Like there's strategies in buying real estate, the strategies in business, and then you have tax and accounting strategies, which are a whole nother ball game. But once you get into them, it's pretty fun. So I'm hoping to uh, pull some tidbits out of him and, and get some selfish personal <laughs> advice so I can uh, do better this time around when I file my taxes. Well, and then uh, yeah, obviously given the circle of realtors that we, for some reason I travel in, you should obviously yes. travel in, uh, I guess there was a big win from the NAR site, National Association of Realtors, yeah, they were pretty pumped on uh, the Treasury and the IRS giving a big win, literally what it says, I'm not making that up, to real estate professionals. So we'll dive into that we'll with Greg see. a little bit. We'll see. I could see use if that's the any win. good. I could use the win. You, you don't know, pay more taxes now? It's, it's been a long week, so if, if uh, the IRS can give realtors a win, I'd, I'd take one. Well, I feel like sometimes you make you your know? own long weeks. I, I've met you. I'm just, yeah. So what we do, Will Will in Northern Virginia's already got a question for us. So um, super excited. What's Will got? He says, "What are the three considerations for realtors with the new tax laws kicking in? What are the top three considerations?" So hopefully we can get an answer. I tried, I tried to prep Greg a little guy? bit, so we didn't. Uh, oh, Greg, something then a little bit later. Oh, the segment. Okay, so yeah, we'll yeah. hang out. It's going to be the next part of the segment. Yeah. Um, well, look. What should we start off with here? I want to know about what's been going on. You've been up here for like. It feels like six months, but then like 17 minutes. And, so you, know, you actually had a chance to really dive in and, and do something. I mean, I knew you're, you're, you're yeah. peeking around. Yeah. Have you, you're leaving now, so I'm assuming you fulfilled <laughs> your mission. You have, uh, you've gathered all the info. We've, we've spent some good time with family. We, yeah. we kind of checked out the market up here, um, and it's very interesting. There's a lot of different things up here that are different. And it's what I love about real estate is that, look, I think buying a home – Owning real estate and being in real estate is important to do because it's it's the the foundation of most people's you know balance sheet and financial future in some some way shape or form is is anchored in real estate. But it's so different in every little market we went to. Like we spent some time in New York City yep. with our buddy Jake Glazer down there. We walked around uh, some celebrity six and a half million dollar apartment and went to these like different. Oh, I saw, I saw your wife's uh, Instagram. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks great. I'm sure it's only forty seven thousand dollars a square foot. Yeah, no, and and so. Like it's crazy how different real estate is in everywhere you go across the country, 
and there's just a few like truths that are that are there which are you should own real estate you should figure out how to own real estate and who you work with matters right because every area is different you need to be working with somebody that's a local expert and really knows the area or else you're going to lose like i couldn't come up here and just buy a piece of property because i don't know the market up here that's what i was trying to do yeah it's up here. it's fun. we dive into that on and off a lot on the show yeah. whether you're know, byron but like i think yeah obviously you being from here and being a transplant i think is a really interesting i think point to that right because like your yeah. buddies, like friends up here i'm sure still reach out and like hey you know, me and Jane are going to go buy a house, and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I look, <laughs> like, I, I know the area enough, but there's so many nuances to neighborhoods, to school districts, to you know how things are built, and, and to who built the house, and where they built it, and, and everything else. That really, yeah, I mean, it, it takes expert. Like, I can break down the San Antonio market, the different neighborhoods, the developments that are coming in in different areas, and it's that type of. Uh, knowledge and you know consulting that can take people from making an okay purchase to a life changing purchase. Well, and stuff changes a lot too, right? I mean, like you know, when you and I were kids living in the you know, Ledger, like Norwich, <laughs> like the neighborhoods are not the same. No, I mean, like not, yeah. you know, like coming from Norwich, like downtown Norwich is almost a thing. Like they're working their way to. I haven't been. It's, it's it? kind of crazy. There's like there's there's restaurants, yeah. there's bars. There's actually reasons like to go now, which you would have never said 15 years ago. For yeah, for sure. And you know, when I come back here, it's funny. I was I was reading uh, our boy Lee Elsie there's getting a bunch of crap for uh, some more conservative <laughs> viewpoints that he writes. <laughs> for an opinion? Oh no. Yeah, for his opinion. Um, <laughs> and what's funny to me as a total third party, you know, I I I grew up here, I left, I kind of come back and observe. It's like there's so much going for Connecticut. It's beautiful. It's located between these major cities, and it's this cute, quaint, quiet little area, yet it's not going, I think, some of the way um, it could be. And it's just it's just intriguing to me because, you know, I've grown up looking at Norwich, looking at these big, beautiful old homes yeah. overlooking this river, and it's just got so many things going for it that make it seem like it should be yeah. a thing. Um, and so I'm glad it sounds like it is taking off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's like coffee shop downtown. Like, there's yeah. stuff to actually go do. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, there's actually a reason to go. Hey, you want to let's swing downtown today? Yeah. There's a sentence that you and I kids were kids with not a thing that you did. No, <laughs> you, no. you drove had, around the long way if we, possible. Like, I remember we, we had the donkeys. That was it. We went through. There's like that donkeys on the yeah, corner, yeah right on the corner like, next to the Flatiron Building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like awkward to get it into. It was the but it was, sketchiest. Like, it was the only one when you came across the bridge oh, out of downtown and you would dive across the intersection. That was the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the scariest what was, thing in the world. And then over on the other side of the bridge, there were a couple like clothing stores you'd go shop at to try to like find some cheap clothes. There was like Eblins up Eblins, the hill. That's the Eblins one. was up the hill. That's the place the was one. the spot, man. Come oh on. man, good stuff. That was good amazing. Stuff. Yeah. And then look, I, I love Westerly's got a lot of really cool stuff going. Downtown on. Westerly's happening. Downtown Westerly's happening. I mean, Mystic's always been Mystic. They've, you know, they've got some some stuff going on. Um, What's crazy? Like you know those little. This might be like a New England thing, right? Yeah. But those little uh, the history of the town, the little like yeah. sepia tone books that you can buy at like random places. Yeah. Mystic has obviously Mystic has one. Yeah. Mystic was not really a thing until like the late seventies. It was just yeah. kind of a little fishing port, like a town. Yeah. You know, so like there's some hope. I mean, obviously it takes well, time. Well, you're, you're but- going you're going into a topic that I'm very passionate about, right? We all argue about politics. We all argue about the president of the United States and all the, all this different stuff. But what really, like, somebody in a group of people took time and effort to make Mystic into a thing in the 70s. It's like people are what make the change, not 
politicians. Yeah, yeah the people shouting here at each other doesn't argue do it. Yeah. about politicians. Like you guys are the ones that are going to make the change. I just got the finger. Um, See, I told you it happens. Right? It's so un- it's like unnerving <laughs> the first time it hits you. You're like, oh, so all right. yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 super interesting to me, especially coming back here, a place that kind of needs a little bit of a boost. Yeah, to see like what are people arguing about. Just get up over the hump. You know what I mean? For, in New we'll London. Learn. New London's got a special place in my heart. I wish I wish something would really take off and happen there. Yeah, we're gonna dive into that a little bit when we get back. All we right. have to go to break. I see some comments coming in we on do. the we feed. We got some comments rolling, so that's good stuff. So we'll What's be up, back guys? here Keep in coming. a minute. Any real estate questions, or you just want to chat? 860-464-9490 on Real Estate Radio here on ninety four nine News Now and Stimulating Talk. Ocean Beach, the the home of of UFC and big boy WBA boxing, huh? No, 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 no. no, no. Really. Ocean okay. Beach, Ocean, Ocean Beach. Beach was uh, the place where we had these boxing shows, and my brother fought Chad Dawson, who hmm. who beat Antonio Tar. I mean, beat Bernard Hopkins. Chad Dawson's a a you know world champ. He fought there. A lot of world champs ended up actually fighting at Ocean Beach at the Bash at the Beach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I I'm gonna toot my own horn, horn here. I won a national title when I was a kid, and this other kid, like a, a weight class above me, won a national title. Um, and we kind of trained together for it, and then we fought at Ocean Beach. Out of the out of the southeastern Connecticut, man. Southeastern Connecticut, man. Yeah, we put out some great shows. There's a great little location down there. We well, got Mr. Ward's you Gym know? in New London. Big Kent, and uh, man, yeah. if he hears, he's gonna kill me that I haven't I, I have not caught him since I've been back. And you got Roly Pierre uh, down there, absolute Connecticut legend. But yeah, Ocean Beach is uh, it's got a lot of history down there. Whether people know it or not, I don't know. But there's a lot of history. Down there. <laughs> it has it. It just doesn't you know, necessarily yeah. make it. Yeah. But that's you know that's the kind of stuff, right? Like that's the cool thing about these little pockets that are so unique in this area. Yeah. You, I, you know what I think? Um, I'll get on a soapbox a little bit here. I think <laughs> I don't, Tim Macy. Tell me what you think. Well, I, you know, I think this is local communities um, across the country. Like we we have so many mediums now to communicate on, right? Like. You know, we have social media, and social media is a big topic, especially as a parent, um, and especially as somebody that cares about you know people in the area and where things are going. Uh, the negative effects of social media, but we have to realize that social media is platforms that you can put content out on. Yeah. And if you're complaining about the content that's going on social media, but in turn you're not looking at creating positive content to put out there. Like, it's just a platform. We yeah. just happen to put more negative things on it than we do positive things. And I think there's this huge opportunity for places like Southeastern Connecticut to find ways to tell the stories of Southeastern Connecticut and put it out, right? Like, Roly Pierre is an unbelievable guy. He's been here for years, substitute teacher, trained a bunch of boxers, just a classic New London guy, and somebody should be telling his story. Yeah, just has this amazing background. Yeah, and I and mean, this... Kent, Kent's got stories. Oh, Ali's got stories. I was eating lunch with Billy Bassetto. Uh, yesterday, I mean, that guy's full of stories. It's like, get on here and tell positive stories about all the awesome stuff that has happened and is happening in southeastern Connecticut. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like we're back in like the, the early 19, like 1900s where everybody just talks to each other. And it's like, no, no, just share this stuff. Like, it's, yeah, it yeah. has, because otherwise it's going to go away, right? I mean, eventually 
that's the kind of stuff that falls off. And you're like, no, you got to keep telling these stories and use, yeah. like you said, you're kind of overwhelmed because complaining is lazy and complaining is easy. Well, it's it, like, I don't like how bad everything's terrible news. You're like, well, yeah. all right, then make some good news. Like, and you know, what's you know, what's even more interesting is when I hear people complain, like, I don't like going on Facebook because it's all politics and negative stuff and drama and da da da. And it's like, what you have to understand is Facebook as a technology. All they're doing is putting things on your newsfeed that you're going to engage with. So your newsfeed is actually a reflection of yourself. Yeah, it's all right? the stuff that you've touched, liked, commented, yeah. shared. All exactly. So yeah. if you all, if all you see is negative stuff in your newsfeed, you need to rethink what you're actually consuming and engaging with. Like all I see is stupid real estate stuff. That's all I see is real estate stuff on my newsfeed. That's it. I have literally nothing but real estate stuff and squirrel videos. Like it's just. Yeah. just so, Squirrel videos but, inter- interrupt like every six realtors, and not because you know, obviously I engage. I, I'm not a realtor by any means, but like it's that's yeah. my world now, and like that's all I engage with constantly because you know, we're all trying to help each other, right? So it's yep. try to keep moving in the right direction, keep everybody rocking and rolling. We got Sharon, Sharon Cervatza out of California. He's an absolute rock star. Um, when you want to talk about positivity, there's a guy that does nothing but put out positivity. Into the world. So oh, if you insane. really, if you really have a problem with negativity, and you truly think there's too much negativity going on in the world, well, look, the one thing you should be doing is one, stop consuming negativity, unfollow it, ignore it, whatever you want to do, yeah, and I'd... also put out some positivity into the world. And just yeah, just I mean, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no I'm dude, sorry. it's a great. Hold on, I'm stepping down. It's a good soapbox. Don't hurt right. yourself. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. About it. Tim just twisted something uh, coming off. But, like, my, like, so talk about that for one more second, right? So, like, Sharon is a perfect example of that. Yes. When he posts, you know, when I open Facebook and he's, he's like, the last, the he's, original it's five always, club. yeah, and it's like so pumped. Like, he's always like just jumping in front of the camera, like, super happy. Yeah. It's, you can't have a bad day if you watch and engage with that stuff on, yeah. even like, every, like a little bit, right? Like, you start your mm-hmm. day with that, you know, whether it's, it's 5 a.m. or otherwise, like, but it goes back to the echo chamber, right? Like, if you consume negativity, It'll consume you. If you consume positivity, it'll consume you. So we, yo, we are totally getting wishy-washy rainbows and butterflies on the oh, show. Oh, this is perfect. But We're I down, love it, man. We're I love down this the stuff. rabbit hole at this point. I, I love this stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and I, and look, I think it's the same thing here. Everybody wants to talk about politics, politicians, and policies. But when when people get into action and create and open businesses and open businesses that work and shop local and all that other stuff, yeah. when they create, when they are the catalyst for the change, then I think the politicians and the policies and all that stuff start to work itself out. But the people are the ones that create the change, not the politicians. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of local guys. You know, you got guys like Martin McKinney and the crew over mm-hmm. at Service Station. Just always like you talk to him. He's happy. He's bang zoom. He's just yeah, having a good yeah. time. He's giving away money all the time, which we're going to do later on in the show today. Give away some gift cards. But we talk from... about the economy, right? Like mm-hmm. what's driving the economy? There's a lack of economy here. But economies don't just appear out of nowhere. Like people <laughs> create. Can just them. make it happen. You know what I mean? Like people create the economy, and uh, and that's what you know what I mean. I'm, I'm hoping we see more of around here is just people jumping into things, which I know they are. I know. Yeah. I know Byron and you guys have interviewed some some small business startup entrepreneurs type people in Connecticut yeah. that are getting things going. I just wish people would be more positive about it and help it and encourage it and grow it. You have to keep spreading it. I mean, that's the news. Yeah. Right? Is, is you know platforms like this, platform like Facebook Live. Yeah. You know, make sure that you're sharing those kind of positive things. Uh, speaking of sharing things, I'm going to share some one and company open houses real oh, quick. Oh snap! If Let's I can, if that's okay. Yeah. I don't want to dive into the, reason to, we're here. Yeah. the non-realtor diving into real estate. This is For awkward sure. and uncomfortable, but I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, so Saturday today, January 26th. Uh, from one and company, 106 North Branford Road, hmm. up in Wallingford. You got to check this. This is nice. Yeah. Adam's going to be there 12 to 2 today, 106 North Branford Road in Wallingford. 
Uh, Mystic Way is still rocking and rolling. The development that they've been working on for a, a, yeah. a, a bit now. Uh, 16 Regatta Circle. Lucy's going to be there today from 12 to 2. It's right on your way back, isn't it? Yeah. You swing yeah, by there anyway. pop in and see Lucy. Yeah, have, have you seen her yet? No, nah, maybe she'll give part? me a gift card. You guys never give You're me a gift nice. card, so. We, you had bad Brad last week. supposed to take I you to lunch. <laughs> you never took me to lunch, man. He never hit me up. Explains why. I don't know what happened. He's going to uh, call back in. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one. Uh, 26 Jeremy Drive in East Lime. Nikki's going to be there today. Also right. from 12 to 2. And then the the, the crown jewel. 66 High Street over in Guilford. I can't believe I haven't been to 66 High Street yet. Um, I, I just see all the videos. I see everything. And I mean, you it feel like you have so been amazing. there, right? Like it's- <laughs> I, I, I got to go. I got to see it because it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, award-winning property. Nicole's going to be there from 1 to 3 today. Yep. Tomorrow, Sunday, 266 Fort Hill Road in Groton. Uh, Nikki's going to be there from 12 to 2 again. All right. Uh, over in Meriden, 243 Metacomet Drive. Going to go ahead and assume I said that correctly. Yep. Uh, Adam from 12 to 2. And then, wow, I got, they're busy this weekend, man. Holy, 292 State Street in Guilford. Great house. One to three with Nicole. Seven Mary Lane. I'm almost done, I promise. Yeah. Uh, East Haddam. One to three. That's going to be there with like Ryan. It. And then, as per the usual, 66 High is going to be open again because it's just amazing. From one to three, LA is going to be there tomorrow afternoon. You got to check that on your way out. Like, even yeah. if it's early in the morning, just like zip through. Right. Like four in the morning. Yeah, I'm it's not creepy, like, right? Just a window, you know? drive around and just, no. Yeah. It's probably a little awkward. I probably think. a little weird. Probably I, a little weird. I, I take that so, back. Yeah. If, if anybody wants to call in, if you're a realtor, if you're thinking about buying, selling, pepper Tim Macy with some questions. Invest. I love talking about investing. That's if you've got stuff. real estate investing questions, if you thought about, especially because we have the CPA coming on, there's so many tax benefits to buying and owning a piece of investment property. So if you've got any real estate investing questions, it's great. I'm probably going to poke around at them about uh, positives and negatives of the 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depreciating the asset against like, you know, uh, cost segregation, everything like that. I mean, I think there's a ton. I love talking to lawyers and CPAs because I know just enough about the subject <laughs> to get me into trouble. It's perfect. Right? Like, I know just enough to, like, you know, try to do something stupid. And, you throw and 1031 out there. They're like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. And that's it. Like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I know a little bit about 10. We've done a good, fair amount of 1031 exchanges. <laughs> But um, but there's ca- so let's dive into that. I mean, yeah, if you have no idea what that is, eight six zero four six four ninety four ninety. Obviously, so, call in for sure. What, what the government said is, look, if you buy a, a house for an investment um, and then you're going to sell it, if you take the proceeds from that sale and roll them into another investment property, they're not going to tax you on the gain. So you buy a house for a hundred, and five years later it's worth two hundred. You sell it, you're going to get nailed on capital gains tax for hundred grand. And if you use a 1031 exchange to roll your proceeds into a next property, you don't have to pay those taxes. And so what happens is you can keep 1031 exchanging. Just roll it forward. You know what I mean? Especially as, as young guys like us, we can buy a property now, which who the heck knows what's going to be worth 40, 50 years from now. And we can defer gains as we roll the equity of these properties up. Um, but the negative effect is that if you ever do sell and you don't roll it, then you got to pay all those games. Goes back. retro to everything. Yeah, so you know we we um we call it we call it what do we call it we call it a swap till you drop. So <laughs> like it's not something that you're ever gonna sell and uh and and have to pay the capital gains on. You're just gonna keep using a ten thermal exchange to roll into the next property, the next property, the next property, and then at some point you're gonna drop and your kids are gonna inherit it. And the way the laws are written right now, I'm not giving legal advice. No, legal right. tax advice we don't do yes, on the no. show. But uh, the, the way I understand it is now, like your kids inherit it on what's called a stepped-up basis. So they yeah. don't 
inherit all those capital gains tax, mm-hmm. and they get the asset. And it's it's such an awesome wealth building, legacy building strategy. It just has some nuances of um, you know possible tax implications if you do sell. So. Well, it just drives back to who you work with matters, because right? you got to yes. have that. You got to have that team in your corner matters to yes. make sure that you know you have. Yeah, we talked about this in the past, right? Self directed stuff and those kind of things. Yeah. Where if Ooh. you don't have the right people putting those things together, and, and you know whether it's an attorney, a tax preparer, that if they're not like versed in that, you're walking a thin razor line on well, not only some problems, troubles. You got to have somebody that knows you. I mean, most yeah. of what our job is is getting to know our clients so we can figure out the best answers for them. But if you're just like watching a commercial or like listening to a podcast. Everything sounds so good. Oh, it's perfect. You it's think the it's the right thing for you, but what you know, a, a lot of experts aren't going to do is not necessarily tell you the answer, but tell you the right answer for you because your yeah. situation is different than mine. It's different than yours. Hundred percent. And there's just so many different roads you can uh, you can go down with real estate and investing. Like we're doing Airbnbs because we are actively in real estate all the time. We can actively manage it more. On the same hand, if you got a full time job and you you want more passive income. Airbnb is not that passive, right? No, you for want sure. like a, a duplex that's managed by a property manager where you're going to collect that cash flow, you're going to collect the tax benefits, you're going to get the equity and all the other stuff. So definitely working with somebody that understands the uh, different challenges that come with the different approaches are going to help you out a ton when it comes down to like what you should do. Yeah, we're going to dive into that and some of the tax benefits and or pitfalls here when we come back with Greg on the next segment. Uh, Any questions, obviously, 860-464-9490. Just want to call and say Tim's doing an awesome job. Give us a shout here on Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Stimulating. even want to talk over it like it's just the intro jam pat kenny's leaning back right now oh dude hard hard or hardcore or forward well, I, or I don't forward. know how the song goes i always forget yeah uh so i'm super excited we've been building for two segments of this yes finally joined by the man the myth the other legend greg antipoff cpa and just all around good guy on the phone with us greg how are you brother i'm good glad to be on with uh you pat and tim how you guys doing we're good, man. We're uh, we've got some questions, so we're excited to uh, to get rolling. But do we do we want to give away a gift card? Before we're gonna throw we... out some of Martin's money because yeah. he's he's just he had, we have so much of it. We have so, he's such yeah. a generous guy. We have so much of his money. We want to throw a gift card out. So Tim, going back to your roots, yes, we're gonna ask a uh, trivia question. Well, we boxing. Talked, we talked related. about some Connecticut boxing, so I think yeah. it's related to the show. I think show. it's fantastic. Fire um, it out there to the folks. Look, hit Google if you need to hit Google. But if you are any type of boxing fan, you should know this. Who was the Middletown, Connecticut boxer who had a record of 229 wins, 11 losses, and one draw with 65 knockouts? 229 wins. Who was it? Middletown, Connecticut. Um, obviously a classic older guy. And the phone to call in is 860-464-9490. Get that gift card because we're doing Oleo. Let's do it. I made the executive decision. I like how I like how you're just you're here. You're leaving tomorrow, and you're like, "This is what we're doing now." Yeah. What are you uh, gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not invite me back next week? Like, I don't know. That's, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. All right, so yeah. let's dive in. We got we got Greg. We're holding him hostage right now because yeah. he's just a font of this knowledge that we're we're grazing past probably 
misquoting things. For but. sure. Well, Greg, my buddy Will in Northern Virginia asks, what are the top three considerations for realtors with the new tax laws kicking in? Sure. So that's a great question. And, and my first answer, or, or number one, is not necessarily directed to the new tax law, but it's always the people say, hey, what's the best advice you can give? First thing is good bookkeeping. And now more than ever, the reason I say that is with these tax laws, what's happening is we have proposed interpretations, what they call proposed regulations and, and uh, final regulations coming out on how we're going to interpret all of this. So some of the things we're not sure how it's going to be handled yet. But if you just if you are able to document everything you have going on, when you work with your tax planner or tax preparer at the end of the year, the more detail you have, the more we're going to be able to, to try to interpret that and see how it falls in line with the with the new tax code. So that's sort of the boring one. Quick, quick tactic, tactic, though. With that I, I'm horrible with this. Like, do you have an app or a program that you recommend to, like, track miles and, and make this stuff a little easier? Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of work on the QuickBooks platform, and there's a series of products. For just a regular run-of-the-mill uh, agent, uh, the actual the QuickBooks self-employed, a lot of mm-hmm. accountants actually don't like it, but it's awesome because all in one app for 5 or $10 a month, you can track mileage. You can take pictures of your receipts. You can hook it to your bank and bank account and credit card, so it kind of pulls in um, uh, your transactions automatically. And if you're somebody who isn't disciplined with using a business bank account or business credit card, which I would <laughs> recommend, um, it kind of has one of those uh, Tinder swipe left, swipe right type of things, where if mm-hmm. it's business transaction, you swipe one way, and if it's you know, a personal transaction, you swipe the other way, and it kind of keeps track of all nice, that for you. Nice. Um, and the other thing it does, too, is it prevents the surprises, because that product, too, actually helps calculate the estimated tax payments you should be making throughout the year. Because that's one of the big things that creeps up, especially on newer agents that have that first big year. Yes, paying their taxes. The self-employment <laughs> tax and all this other stuff, and they get this huge bill at the end of the year, and they say, hey, but I don't have any money. Yeah, I spent it all. Yeah. So, Yeah. So Greg, that's Greg, kind speaking of the, of, the hint there. Greg, speaking of money, I got to dive in real quick because we actually have a call for someone call. trying to get sure. Martin's money. Johnny from Colchester, how are you? Good. Appreciate the uh, the whole. We got we went down a rabbit hole of taxes there. Appreciate you hanging in. You got a guess for us on uh, the the yeah, the legendary Middletown boxer? Vinny Paz. Oh man, I want to give it to him just because I'm a big fan of Vinny Paz. Paz. But Paz had I think fifty. Fights, I think his big thing was was his 50th or something like that. I forget. Uh, but my father was actually a scorekeeper for a lot of Vinny Paz's fights over really? the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah well, I used to go to his fights. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's not Vinny. Can we give it to him anyway? Or so, J- Johnny, don't hang up. We're going to give you. It's not going to be the big boy gift card. You know? But because you had a good guess and because Tim is just so passionate about boxing, hang on the line. Chris is going to get your information. We're going to make sure we get you something out uh, as a kind of a consolation prize for calling in. Oh, we appreciate perfect. the guess, Johnny. Can you, uh, any, why don't you hey, any, anybody, anybody else calling in? Middletown boxer that had 229 wins, 11 losses, and one draw with 65 knockouts. That's what we're looking for. 860-464-9490 is the number for that free Martin's money. But back into boys. taxes, man. Let's get it. You are way too excited. I want excited. more because I, I, I am bad at like, I'm not. I'm not good at this stuff. You, you talk like you need to download QuickBooks Self-Employed. Right? So I need I need this info. So get, give me the deets, man. Hit him, what, Greg. what else we got? So let me just so we can answer Will's question. Let's round it out, and then we can deep, we can For sure. dive into wherever you want to go. The next thing is the what they call the Section 199A deduction. It's a new deduction under the new tax law where um, you, the realtors, specifically real estate, you get 
a 20% deduction off your income. So let's say as an, uh, uh, you know, a frontline agent, mm-hmm. you made $100,000 last year, you cleared 100000 you're only going to pay taxes as if you made $80,000. That's huge. Now, there, for a lot of professions like my own and like Pat, if we go over a certain income limitation, they start to phase that out. They get rid of that, and they won't allow us to have it. But for real estate, that's what just came out last week in the final regulations. They said, nope, realtors do not fall into this uh, excluded category. And basically, you can have an unlimited income and be able to take that 20% deduction. I feel like NAR went to all the politicians, and they were like, hey, look, our real estate agents make a lot of money, but they spend a crap ton of money that <laughs> yeah. they don't expense and they don't track because they're really bad at keeping track of that stuff, so we should just give them 20%. Yeah. They probably, and that was they probably have 20% they can't NAR, find. NAR, NAR pushed hard for that. And yeah. They got that. And there's not many specific professions that were called out under these new regs specifically, and real estate brokers and agents are one. So NAR fought hard for you guys. Those are your NAR dollars at work, Tim. There you go. Yeah. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Let's <laughs> yeah, move that's, on. That's another conversation. Everybody loves NAR. Don't talk about The other one is real estate agents are, 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 are speaking specifically to real estate agents. If you're in the uh, uh, position to invest, the next few years are the best time to get into buy and hold real estate as an agent. Um, and I can break that down for you. Please you do. Tim, Tim's getting all yeah. hot and bothered in the yeah, studio, but when you just said that, Greg, very, you got to... That's a very broad I, statement is all. And I, sure, I, sure. Yeah. So I'm going to let... All of these components have existed historically, but they've sort of come in line with the tax changes. So you mentioned the, uh, at, the, at the first segment or second segment something called cost segregation. Yes. The, this high-level overview is when you buy a piece of property, you're buying four components. You're buying the land it's on, the improvements to the land, the structure itself, and then the contents of the structure. And normally when people buy investment real estate, um, they are just depreciating that, which means that you can't expense the whole property in the first year. But over a period of time, if it's residential property, it's 27 and a half years. If it's commercial, it's 39 years. And typically... People take the whole purchase price and they depreciate it over that time. Well, if you perform a cost, cost, excuse me, cost segregation study, we break out the value or the purchase price of that property into those four components. And what happens is they have what's called different useful lives, so we get to depreciate them faster. Yeah. Um, not all of it's depreciated over that 27 or 39 years. Now, that has always existed. But now where it becomes powerful is because of something called bonus depreciation, which has also always existed which certain property you can depreciate 100% in the first year. Now, what's new about the new tax code is that applies now applies to used property. So it used to be you have to buy something brand new. You, ha- you have to be the first person to use it. Who but now under that? this, you can go out and buy an existing structure, perform a cost segregation study, and then anything that has a useful life of 20 years or less, which yeah. is everything except for the structure itself, you could depreciate 100% of that in the first year. So... So, so, so if, if, happens, we, if we drop if we drop this back down to strategy, what you're yeah. saying is like I can buy a two hundred thousand dollar house, I can rent it out, I can depreciate, I can't depreciate the land value, but I can right. depreciate all this stuff in the house and take a huge tax deduction on it, and then the next year buy another one with the you know proceeds of that one and do the same thing, kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the reason that realtors are in this position, again, using Pat and I versus you. There's something called uh, um, the the real estate professional status. And yes. what that does, it's, so it, it has to do with having passive losses. 
Now, up to a certain threshold, between $100,000 and $150,000, you can take, in real estate specifically, any of us could take $25,000 loss every mm-hmm. year. If you're above $150,000, it's only limited to $3,000 a year. So basically, if Pat and I are top producers in our industries, we can buy real estate, but we only get a $3,000 benefit if we do a cost segregation study. It doesn't make any sense for us to do it. I don't know if I like the fact that you said if, Greg. If I'm a top producer, that's that's upsetting. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that to interrupt you because I have David. Top producer, okay. We're 2019. We got to make sure everybody's happy. Tim, I'm trying to give away Martin's money. Let's do it. I'm I'm glad the boxing questions got people calling in, man. It's good. They don't want to talk to us, but yeah. All right, we got David from Waterford on the line. David, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? How are you? What's happening, Mister Advanced Group CEO and Head Honcho David Preka? You got the answer. No. What? <laughs> Are you just calling in to, to bother me, Dave? Are you calling to say hi? Uh, I think this is the wrong radio show. David, do you have the answer? Well, what radio show are you trying to call into? Uh, the the uh, uh, real estate show. That's, you got, you this got it. Is this it, is it. Man. We're asking we boxing a, questions. We had the boxing trivia question. Or do you, oh, have, or do you just yeah. have another question, just a different question? Sorry. Sorry. Willie Pep. Willie Pep. Wow. Woo! Man, you just got That's Tim super excited. The win, yes, Willie Pep, one of the most legendary boxers in history, happens to be from Middletown, Connecticut. David, you're the man. He nailed it. He's going to Olio. Fantastic. Get himself a nice lunch. David, you made my day, man. Thank you. Dave, hang on to the line. Chris is going to get all your information. Dave, rocking out. Thanks to Martin McKinney and the boys That's and girls it, at the service station. Dude, the question got a good uh, got a good amount of action here. We got, we got a little love on the lines. All right, let's dive back I, into you're taxes. You're way though. too excited about those taxes. Greg, hit him with some more knowledge. Yeah, so to close that out, the reason why realtors are in a position is because if you're a real estate professional, those those losses you take on on uh, you know in that first year, so you it, it's a, a loss on the property, is you as a real estate professional, you have unlimited losses you can take. So in Tim's position, he's top producer down in Texas. He has these huge, you know, income from mm-hmm. from the retail side of things. He can then go ahead and invest in some, you know, buy and hold property, do cost segregation, bonus depreciation, and offset his commission income, um, you know, with this with this bonus depreciation in the first year so, of property acquisition. So I can do that as an agent. But what if somebody's not an agent? Are there other ways they can qualify as a quote unquote real estate professional to take yeah. advantage of the same losses? Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, I, I don't have the specifics in front of me, mm-hmm. but generally um, you have to spend a certain amount of hours yes, a year. That's right. I, th- I think it's like 500 or 750. I forget what it is. So, but also it has to be more than in any other field. Yeah. Like, again, for me, I can't run out and also participate in real estate because I spend more of my time in the mm. accounting field. But sort of a workaround with this, if we have a stay-at-home spouse, yes. We get them in the mix, and then they kind of manage the property. Or, like I suggest, you know, even if we have a high W-2 earner, we have a stay-at-home spouse, hey, go get your real estate license, go sit at the desk, answer the phone for a couple hours a week, go do the broker tours, get it, get your hands yeah. involved a little bit. They get qualified, and if one spouse qualifies, then everybody qualifies. Look, I, I talk to a lot of really high-level investment guys, and what you're giving out right now is absolute gold. So if you're in real estate and you're not taking notes, you're crazy. This is a lot of really good stuff uh, you're giving us right now. So that's that's awesome. Um, the one thing I did want to mention though is is uh, when you talk about buying investment properties, you know, there's a lot of things market wise that go into whether or not 
buying an investment property is a good move right now, and obviously it goes into like the area and the house and everything itself. But you're saying from a tax position, from the things that are available to you, the strategies that are available right now is an awesome time to buy buy a property. Yeah, and and I look at it just like any of evaluating any other investment. It still has to be a good deal, yeah. right? And you can factor this into part of that your normal equation um, and either incorporate and say, hey, can I get the returns that I want given the tax benefits that we get? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or or does it make a good deal even better? But yeah, I'm a firm believer of it. You know, it's got to be the right deal. We, we're not just going to do this from a tax perspective because that's sort of a selfish look from my standpoint to say, hey, I can save you a bunch of taxes, but, you know, because yeah. my overall... <laughs> You're going to overextend yourself amazingly. Great, great call. <laughs> <Right>. My overall <laughs> philosophy is building multi-generational wealth, and you, you threw out there before, swap till you drop, and, you know, the one we use, too, is buy until you die, because like you mentioned, if you hold on to this property and you pass it to your kids, they're not yeah. going to have to pay taxes on it, and oh, by the way, guess what? When they get their stepped-up basis, which is basically they get the value of the... The property gets valued at, at the day you pass away, they get to start depreciating it all over again. You know, Dude, we this gotta, is how this, this is, is definitely how do this. this yeah. is definitely two segments. Greg, can you hang on for the, for our other segment for us? Yeah, absolutely. nice. All right, cool. All so right. we got to run the break real quick. Chris is giving us the stink eye and the stink finger at the same time, which is terrifying and unnerving. But we'll be back 50. here on Real Estate Radio with Tim freestyling when we come back from the break. Ninety four nine News Now and stimulating talk. You guys are just into... I'm just going to take a back seat. This is amazing on Real Estate Radio here. Just Greg Antipoff and Tim Macy going through just tax laws Man. and just brilliant, well, brilliant real estate strategies. What? What? The reason why I like it is, I mean, I, I hate doing my taxes. So it's, and it's you a, have a Greg who loves a, them. Yeah, it's a pain yeah. point in my life. And so I'm, I have more questions, right? I, have, I, need, I need more uh, solutions. That's why I'm glad you came on. That's why I was bugging you for like tactical apps. Like, what are some yeah. things that you can give us that agents that are listening are literally going to start doing um, the next day? And so we talked a lot about the benefits of cost segregation and buying investment properties and, and you know, helping out your taxes. It was funny. Tony Robbins, on an interview I was listening to, said, we all have this duty and this this thing we're supposed to do, which is paying taxes. We're obligated to do it. We need to do it. We're also obligated to pay as little taxes as possible. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So it's, our, it's our responsibility to our family, right? To and so to close out the investment thing, though, and the reason we're on a time frame is yeah. 100% depreciation uh, begins to phase out after year 2022. So in 2023, it goes down to 80%, and it goes down 20% every year until basically 2026. So that's why I'm saying if you're in a position to take care of or, or to purchase property and, and the deal makes mm-hmm. sense and you can do this 100% depreciation, we may not have a window in time yeah. again like we do right now. Uh, another question, which you may not have an answer for. Do, are there any other like really great uh, tax benefits for investing and for real estate uh, that are here now that you don't necessarily think may be here in the future? Like, What are we at risk of losing? Um, that's a really great question. You know, it, it's tough to perceive, but 
you know, I think real estate in general, and, and you know, this is, you know, Pat not, might not agree with me, but I think it, <laughs> it happens it a lot on this with, show. It has to do with everybody's individual situation, right? Facts and circumstances, just the overall benefits of, of owning real estate in general because of the depreciation. You know, it, it, you're, when you invest into the stock market, as an example, you're not going to get, you know, you don't get a, a, a tax write-off for doing that, you know. So, but again, you have to look at the long-term plan. So I don't think it's going anywhere, and here's why. The tax code is really a series of benefits. Like, a lot of people look at it in a negative way. And yeah. Believe me, I don't want to pay any more taxes than, than, I, than I want to. I feel like, you know, I can spend the money better than the government. But my point is, is that if you look at it in a positive way, to go back to your point in your original segment, if we look at it from a positive way, the tax code is a series of incentives. And the government wants people to invest in real estate, both developing it uh, so that people have a place to live. So that's why they give all these benefits there. And now that interest rates are starting to creep up a little bit more and, and new inventories in, in building is starting to slow up a little bit, generally speaking, obviously mm-hmm. there's pocket markets that are still doing great. Um, the government is going to continue to, to give the advantages for us to continue to create places for people to live. And that's, that's just my belief. So I really don't see... Besides what's written into the code now with the new law, um, with this bonus depreciation thing, I think I think it's going to stay pretty good All for right. a long time. You work with a lot of real estate agents. What is the one practice that you see the agents that are doing well? Um, what, what do you think is like one practice that they're doing that's setting themselves apart as far as uh, doing better with all this tax stuff? Yeah, so I think it, it's, it's not tax-specific, but it's the agents who are doing well surround themselves with a team, right? So they are building a team where they have other agents that can support them. They perhaps have a social media or marketing person on staff. They have a bookkeeper or tax strategist that they're working with on an ongoing basis, not just once a year where it's, hey, you know, it's December 15th, <laughs> and the only advice, you know, they can give is go spend a bunch of money before the end of the year. Here's yeah. my manila envelope. On- Please help me. <laughs> yeah, it's having that ongoing relationship where especially now that these new laws are coming out where we can say, hey, let's. Let's structure your businesses in a way mm-hmm. where, you know, we can stay below thresholds and we can implement other strategies where if you're in a business that does phase out, or, you know, if you make more than $315,000, you know, maybe we implement uh, a health plan or, uh, you know, some sort of other retirement account to keep us below that so that we can maximize our benefits. What are, what are the best solutions for health care for real estate agents that you're seeing right now? Ooh. So, you know, it's interesting is, I finally got a lot of my agents on board with getting health insurance because what happened was there was a penalty for not having it. Yeah. And it went up over the past few years where basically the more you made, the more you're getting penalized. Now, the challenge is now going forward, there's no requirement <laughs> to have health insurance, but I still encourage it because, you know what, a lot of my guys that are, and gals that are leading teams or running brokerages, you know, your team is depending on you. And if, if something happens, you know, financially, you could get wiped out for, for the little investment. So. You know, I, I recommend going with, you know, a catastrophic plan. But the good thing about that is it's a high deductible plan, but then it gives you the opportunity to open an HSA account, which is a health savings account, yes. which is another way to save stock money away tax-free. Mm-hmm. So that's my general recommendation. And then the other is if you don't get a tax deduction for it, but some people are finding good success in, like, these healthcare sharing ministries. Yeah, that's what we premiums have. premiums like are a little bit lower, they're there yeah. if you have a catastrophic incident. And, um, you know, you meet the government's requirement to have, or historically the requirement to, to have health insurance. So it really, really sounds like Greg is a big advocate of, of tax planning, not just tax 
preparation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, mean, I have the health share. I love it. But uh, like you said, you don't get to do an HSA, which I think is crazy. Um, but that is a pretty big negative. Yeah. And, and the thing, I mean, and you talk about like self-directing. I mean, you could yeah. you could put money into an HSA <laughs> and self-direct your HSA yeah. into yeah. real estate. And that's a whole nother uh, probably eight-hour conversation. Come on, hey, hey, what's on the radio right. after this? We've, we got more to talk about here. We got Greg, solo case. We, we, got, we, we got just got the we yeah. just got the two minutes, and we're yeah, just yeah. we're just peeling the, the lid off of a whole new world of, <laughs> yeah. of craziness. So, it was great talking with you well, guys. Look, what's the best way I can get a hold of you here if uh, I want to talk more? Because I, I definitely do want to talk. Yeah, Greg, more. tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so open twenty-four-seven on the web at insourcecpa.com. Tim is writing, right. sort of. Tim, Got it. Tim, Tim, it looks like Tim's handwriting is a little sketchy. Well, you know, I didn't. I, I went yeah. to kindergarten at Gallup Hill School <laughs> up the street. It wasn't too good. Now that site is, is we're we're going through a refresh and a rebrand because we are real estate exclusive now. Ooh, that site's a little bit more nice. general, but yeah, look forward to it. I love it. Come back. Well, thanks for being on, man. It was great talking to you. Likewise, Greg, you're the man. Guys. Thank you, brother. Dude, that's what are you going to do next week? Why was I even here? Like, it's amazing. Week? Week. You're not even going to be here. I gotta, uh, that's I'll, my point. I'll piece it together like I always do. You know. Man, I'm glad. Look, listen, I'm, this I'm, came off the cuff yesterday afternoon at three o'clock, and all came together. Look, so man, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about real estate. I'm glad we got to talk about investing. I'm glad we got to talk about taxes. taxes. Most importantly, I'm glad somebody called in with the Willie Pep answer. Dude, you were man. so excited. Boxing is alive in southeastern Connecticut. Even the other guy that called in with Vinny Paz, they had the right answer. I was just happy. Somebody was. It's always a good. Paz. It's always a good call. So it was good, dude. Super pumped. Thank you for for spending the last day uh-huh. here. In CT, hanging I'll be out with me. in every weekend. I like I'm doing. Excited this. about this. We'll have it's you and Greg come on together. So, Tim, how do people find you, real quick, before we leave? Uh, the Tim Macy Show. Just type in the Tim Macy Show on Facebook. You should be able to find me. Awesome, dude. Appreciate you coming on. Good As stuff. always, we'll uh, catch everybody here next week. Real Estate Radio and 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk.